Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I am Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Welcome to day 488 of our three-year journey through God's Word. We come to 2 Kings chapter 5 and to Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, who comes down with leprosy. Where is he going to go for healing? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this chapter and your word. Thank you for the opportunity we have again to gather together and to look at your word together. We pray that you would be our teacher and our guide, that you would write your word in our hearts and help us to understand it and respond to your word with faith and love and obedience. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, 2 Kings chapter 5. Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and in high favor because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. Now the Syrians, on one of their raids, had carried off a little girl from the land of Israel, and she worked in the service of Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, Would that my Lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria. He would cure him of his leprosy. So Naaman went in and told his Lord, Thus and so spoke the girl from the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, Go now, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he went, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten changes of clothing. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, When this letter reaches you, know that I have sent to you Naaman, my servant, that you may cure him of his leprosy. And when the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and make alive? That this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Only consider and see how he is seeking a quarrel with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he said to the king, saying, Why have you torn your clothes? Let him now come to me that he may know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored, and you shall be clean. But Naaman was angry and went away, saying, Behold, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call upon the name of the Lord his God and, and wave his hand over the place and cure the leper. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. But his servants came near and said to him, My father, it is a great word the prophet has spoken to you. Will you not do it? Has he actually said to you, wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Then he returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and he came and stood before him, and he said, Behold, I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel, so accept now a present from your servant. And he said, As the Lord lives, before whom I stand, I will receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. 
Then Naaman said, If not, please let there be given to your servant two mule loads of earth, for from now on your servant will not offer burnt offering or sacrifice to any god but the Lord. In this matter may the Lord pardon your servant. When my master goes into the house of Rimon to worship there, leaning on my arm, and I bow myself in the house of Rimon, where I bow myself in the house of Rimon, the Lord pardon your servant in this matter. He said to him, Go in peace. But when Naaman had gone from him a short distance, Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, See, my master has spared this Naaman the Syrian in not accepting from his hand what he brought. As the Lord lives, I will run after him and get something from him. So Gehazi followed Naaman, and when Naaman saw someone running after him, he got down from the chariot to meet him and said, Is all well? And he said, All is well. My master has sent me to say, There have just now come to me from the hill country of Ephraim two young men of the sons of the prophets. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of clothing. And Naaman said, Be pleased to accept two talents. And he urged him and tied up two talents of silver in two bags and two changes of clothing and laid them on two of his servants. And they carried them before Gehazi. And when he came to the hill, he took them from their hand and put them in the house. And he sent the men away and they departed. He went in and stood before his master. And Elisha said to him, Where have you been, Gehazi? And he said, Your servant went nowhere. But he said to him, did not my heart go when the man turned from his chariot to meet you? Was it a time to accept money and garments, olive orchards and vineyards, sheep and oxen, male servants and female servants? Therefore the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and your descendants forever. So he went out from his presence a leper like snow. Hmm. That is... Uh, a sobering chapter, uh, a powerful and inspiring, but a sobering chapter. Naaman, Naaman, this mighty king, the mighty ar uh, army general, sorry, it's not a king. Naaman, this mighty commander of the army of the king of Syria, who had won great battles. Um, and it's even, it's even said by him, the Lord had given victory to Syria. This is yet another reminder that's throughout scripture, but especially here in Kings, that there is only one God in all the earth, and it is the Lord, Yahweh. He is the one true God, and so he reigns over the affairs of all the nations. So, in the ancient world, in the polytheism of the ancient world, there was this idea that different gods had sovereignty over different territories, different regions. Just as there were kings over cities or countries, there were gods over areas and lands. That's part of why you'll notice that Naaman wanted to take back two uh, sackfuls of, of dirt so that he could uh, have the dirt of Israel beneath his feet when he offered up sacrifice to Yahweh. Uh, so it's this idea of a territorialism. And it was seen that, that battles between armies were actually competitions between the gods. So as the armies were fighting on earth, the gods were fighting up in heaven. And what was happening in heaven was reflected on the battlefield on earth. And so whichever side won, it's because that god had triumphed over the other god. So all of this is background here. 
And yet we hear, we read here the truth, and that is the Lord is the one who gives back victory. Naaman's a mighty man of valor, but he's a leper. Leprosy is a degenerative illness over a long period of time. It, it slowly eats away at the skin and, and takes off flesh and takes off even limbs will end up, you know, becoming useless uh, because all the flesh is, is dead and rotting. And so he's, he's a man who's mighty, but he's rotting. He's literally rotting uh, as a living man. And it's this little girl, this little girl from the land of Israel. You know, she has more faith in God than the king of Israel. She has more faith in God. She says, oh, there's a prophet who's in Samaria. He could cure him of his leprosy. And, and Naaman's told this. And Naaman tells the king. And the king sends a letter. And the king of Israel, who gets the letter, thinks this is some sort of political ploy. It doesn't even occur to him that this could be a sincere request. It doesn't occur to him to call Elisha. It doesn't occur to him to turn to the Lord. He doesn't really believe in the Lord. He doesn't believe. He says, am I God to kill and make alive? No, you're not God, but there is a God in heaven who does kill and make alive, and you're supposed to be his king. But he doesn't really have faith. This little girl does, but he doesn't. And Elisha does. But Elisha, in God's plan, deliberately <clears throat> has Naaman be cleansed in a way that is humbling. Naaman comes with all these great many gifts, because that's the other thing that is thought in the ancient world very commonly, is that you can buy off the gods. If you bring enough money, if you bring enough sacrifice, if you give enough to the gods, the idea is that the gods were actually in need of the things that were being offered to them from people. They benefited from them, and that's obviously not true with God. God doesn't benefit from anything we give him. So that's why Elisha refuses any gifts because he doesn't want Naaman to think of the Lord the way that would be culturally widespread to think about gods. He's the one true God. Not only is he not limited in territory, but he's God over all the earth, but he also doesn't need anything from our hands. He, he's the one who gives us everything we have. He doesn't need, he gives so he gives him this humbling way of getting cured. Go and wash in the river seven times. Go to the Jordan River and wash seven times and your flesh shall be restored. Again, we see this seven times, by the way, just as a side note. Remember in the last chapter we were in the, the child of the Shunammite woman. He sneezed seven times um, as he was being brought back to life here He's told to go wash in the Jordan seven times. Seven is a biblical number for the complete work of God. God created the world in seven days. Six days, he created everything. The seventh day, he rested and created the Sabbath. So he created everything in seven days, including the gift of the Sabbath. So this is just a, another place where you find seven in the Bible as the complete work of God. And so he, he, he's, he's going to just storm off. Naaman's just going to storm off and go back home and just be angry. <laughs> but his servants think better of it. Like, hey, dude, we got the answer. Like, you've been waiting for years or however long for this. You just were given an answer. Go wash and be clean. And you're going to walk away angry? Like, what's up with that? Come on. Go wash and be clean. <laughs> so he does. He goes and he dips himself seven times in the Jordan. And he's clean. His, his flesh is like the flesh of a little child. And he's totally clean. 
And he thinks, I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to give an offering to the Lord. Now, it's not wrong when God blesses you and God works in your life to want to return with praise and with thanksgiving and to offer it to God. But again, Elisha doesn't want him thinking that this is somehow a transactional relationship where God gives you something and you owe him something in return because he needs something from you. That's not the case. And so he's he refuses the gifts. And I love this graciousness of the Lord in that Naaman is, he's a man under authority, right? He's under the king of Syria. He cannot realistically go back to Syria and say, oh, uh, by the way, king, I'm not going to worship Rimen anymore. I'm not going to worship any of these false Syrian gods. I'm only going to worship Yahweh, the God of Israel. That would be seen as treason. That would probably have him put to death. <clears throat> that would just not be good. So he says, I'm only going to worship the Lord. I want to take dirt back so that I will only offer up myself, I will only offer a burnt offering or sacrifice to the Lord. But I am going to have to go with my master into the house of Rimen, and I'm going to have to play along with that show, but I want the Lord to, to forgive me, to pardon me. And Elisha says, go in peace. And then he goes off a short distance and Gehazi, oh, Gehazi. See, you can be in the presence of God. You can be in the presence of a true man of God. You can be even a faithful servant in many ways. But be, not get it. I mean, Gehazi doesn't get it. He thinks that he's going to make a profit off of this. He's kind of in it for himself. Now, to be clear, God has always taken care of Gehazi's needs. Gehazi was not in actual need. God had taken care of him. God had taken care of Elisha. Gehazi is just greedy. He wants to profit. He wants to profit from the work of God. He wants to have something for himself. And he lies and manipulates to do it. He lies to Naaman. He lies to Elisha. And he essentially steals these things. Because if you tell someone a lie and they give you something under false pretenses and you keep it for yourself, you have stolen. So he's lied and he's stolen and he's tried to cover it up. And it's wrong. And so the leprosy that was going to be on Naaman and was removed from him, it goes on Gehazi. That's serious. It's serious. I know there are people in ministry who are in it for the money. Uh, they want to benefit. You know, obviously I'm a full-time pastor, so I get paid, right? I understand you got to be careful here. I don't want to be a hypocrite. Um, God does provide for our needs and, and quite generously above and beyond our needs. And we're very thankful for that. But it can never be the case where you say, I'm going to be doing the work of God for my own personal enrichment as a means to an end so that I can have what I want. That is robbing God, that is stealing glory from God, and that is just wrong. And so we need to make sure that we are serving the Lord for his glory, for the good of those he calls us to serve. He is the one true God. And we need to trust him to meet our needs, that he will give what we need when we need it. 
and he is very generous and kind to do so. We don't need to lie or cheat or steal. God will take care of us. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you for everything you give us. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for saving us. You have saved us from sin and death, and we give you praise. You are the one true God. May our hearts belong to you. May we worship you every day of our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me for 2 Kings chapter 5. Tomorrow, uh, Mike's back, and he'll be in 2 Kings chapter 6. Have a blessed day in the Lord.